Hello, I'm Clyde, and today I will be interviewing Elias on the moving topic of self-compassion. Hi Clyde, I'm happy to be here today because this is a very moving, personal, and large topic to speak about based upon society and the psychological aspect of the mind and how this book transformed my ways of life. That's very interesting, and I also believe it's one of those things that's overlooked in today's society. Now, I would like to ask you some questions about the general topics of the book, so you can answer and narrow down each in detail based on what you read or from your own personal experiences. Now, I would like to actually ask, why are you so passionate about this topic? Well, Clyde, I think it has something to do with how this book has affected me and the way I think about myself, especially before or after this transformative read. Before you go further, I'm curious, who's the author of this book? And why did they write about such a complex topic pertaining to psychology? Good question. Actually, the author's name is Kristen Neff, who earned a doctorate in philosophy at the University of Austin, Texas. And she wanted to research self-compassion actually based upon Buddhist philosophies and her own experiences. Interesting. Now, going off of Buddhist ideologies, how would culture play a role in finding self-compassion? I believe this to be based upon religious ideologies and how your specific part of the world was brought up to current day. For example, in Western culture, we are not really that strict, but especially in America, people tend to create a persona for themselves and a shell of self-confidence in order to hide low self-esteem or insecurities. Similar to the West in the Eastern Hemisphere, for example, Hong Kong, self-compassion does not really exist due to the increasing pressure for success in academics and in the world. In terms of pressure, do you mean the role of parents or the expectation of success in most societies? Parents, in my opinion, and according to the perspective of the author, parents have taken a large influence to their kids and how they reflect on themselves. For example, cultures and generations have effects on people and how they interact with their children. In Asia, parents are really critical with academic expectations and success with life through school. Often, the pressure applied by parents all over the world can be detrimental to their kids' health. It then implants a habit in the kid's mind to be really hard on themselves if they receive a bad grade in school. This can result in horrible unintended consequences for types of people later in life. Wow, you really understand this. Can that passion be derived from a personal experience? Yes, indeed. It is a rough subject for me, yet revolutionary to our mindset. I used to be really hard on myself for a large variety of reasons. Some are really personal, but some of it came from my constant habitual practice to beat myself up if I got a bad grade on something. It was usually a subject I was good at, such as French or history. I think the root cause is the constant vying for the recognition from other people. After reading this book, I've totally changed my mindset and I'm no longer built on the shaky perceptions or insecurities. I'm now built upon self-acceptance, -compa self compassion, empathy, kindness, and intelligence. That's great. Looks like you've changed a lot from such a small book. As we go more in-depth, could you please break down the steps for acquiring self-compassion? Well, Clyde, it's a little complex. For starters, you have to find compassion for others and be mindful of other people's situations. Empathy and a display of kindness can have a huge impact on someone, if they have issues at home or somewhere else. Insensitivity is the power that breaks people. In my opinion, being heartless and insensitive can be quite harmful, as not everyone is built upon their own egos or narcissism or even self-confidence. Oftentimes, it is overlooked in society, but that unawareness could potentially be more detrimental to someone than everyone may ever know. I see. So, what are some positives to self-compassion? Often, completely out of self-esteem, for example, is a huge part of it. That is because self-esteem has highs and lows, which can both be found in everyone. The difference between self-esteem and self-compassion is there are zero negatives to self-compassion. As you and everyone can acquire self-acceptance, empathy, mindfulness, emotional resilience, and emotional stability through self-compassion. Each of those concepts are key to unlocking interconnectedness and the drive to be a better human being for life. Amazing. Now, is there any final message you want to give before we wrap up this interview? Yes, Clyde, there is. The best message is to everyone is, no one is alone in this world and everyone has emotional vulnerabilities, yes. Whether it be 
who are built upon a shield of ego, destroyed by issues outside of school, have low self-esteem or impossible expectations to conquer, someone is always there to support you even at your darkest hours. And even though finding self-compassion is really hard, whether it be from a book, religion, or all other possibilities, it is a positive force that will push anyone through the greatest endeavors in life. Great job, Elias. It was very interesting to hear your perspective on such a complex topic. Thank you. You're very welcome, Clyde. Until next time.